All right. I'm so glad Terry Prater's Corman, uh, Corman called in. I, we didn't get a call from Michael Backus. He'll be calling in at 2.40. Oh, at 2.40. Uh-huh. Oh, well, then I'm glad you came in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were going to have Niels Rosenblatt come in, and uh, he's doing that Rolling Stones oh, cool. tribute um, with Jack Gist, and whose birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday, As you Jack. know. <laughs> And also with uh, the backup singers, and not only that, my gosh, he's going to have the John Zangrando on saxophone and the whole nine yards, and and tickets are on sale at exilesonmaui.eventbrite.com and also available at um, Upcountry. You can get them at our friends at uh, uh, Rodeo General Store, also called Louis Alive and Well, and at Mulligan's as well. I wonder if that's him now. Let's see. No. <laughs> okay. No, I just, you know, I didn't know. All right. <laughs> Someone had the radio on, was calling in at echo, echo, echo. So, so Terry, um, let's get your mic a little closer there and get you set up here. Um, it's always a treat to see Terry Freitas Gorman. Hi, Cindy. Great I, to be back. I keep learning so much about you. <laughs> um, not only you, you were the, a PR person with the Mac. Right. I was the first director of marketing with the Maui Arts and Cultural wow. Center. That's right. Wow. And um, that's not all. You've been very involved in doing a lot of great marketing, excellent marketing. You work with the uh, the ranch, uh, yes, Haleakala Ranch. That's right. Haleakala Ranch was one of my clients before I was hired by Maui Grown Therapies. And now you're working with Maui Grown Therapies, and I have to say you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Cindy. You're so really? kind. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people are, are scrambling. I wouldn't say panicking, but there's a lot of anxiety out there about the hurricane. And I will give, you know, people uh, what they know already. you got to have your water. you got to have your gas tanks filled. You know, I was just down at Safeway, and everyone was there buying the water up, right? And toilet paper, I right? I know. And, uh. and the rice and then Costco, you know, the lines and everything. Um, but, you know, I'm going to give people also a telephone number that's handy because a lot of times you get power outages. Trees can come down and you can lose power. And uh, the number at Maui Electric is 871-7777. That's 871-7777. And, um, you know, they also suggest that you don't forget your pets, that your pets should not be. I, I, I think people should be aware that you don't want your pets out and running around because um, pets are very sensitive to weather, and they might start freaking out and run out. The last thing you want to worry about is your pets lost in a storm, right? That's right. So uh, please be careful of that. And if you have, um, just in case, you know, have one of the little carriers ready, too, for your pets. That's always handy. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, you know, supply kits are always handy. And it's also handy to keep MauiCounty.gov slash emergency a uh, very good site to know what you need there as well. And we'll keep you posted here. As Right now, it's not that bad. I mean, we get the swirling winds out there right now. You're getting a little of that out there? Uh, it's a little windy. Some of the outer bands are starting to show up in the sky. Um, you know, I lived in South Florida in 2004, and I made it through Charlie, Francis, Ivan, and Jean. <laughs> we had four major hurricanes in a period of six weeks, so wow. um, I've got a little bit more experience in this than I'd care to admit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I mean, I understand that. And and um, which was the worst one out of all those? Uh, we were pretty fortunate we didn't get hit on get 
hit head on by any of them, but for everybody listening who is concerned about the impacts of the hurricane, uh, the, I have a little bit of advice for you. Number one, make sure you have coolers ready to go with ice, and, because if you do lose the power, you will lose the food in your refrigerator. Good However, point. make sure you do not open that refrigerator for a very long time, and only after you've lost power for maybe 48 hours do you want to start taking that food out and putting it in coolers, because your refrigerator will hold quite a bit of coldness for a while if you don't open it and the other thing that uh we learned to do when i lived through uh four major hurricanes in six weeks was got out the old crock pot and made some stews and things like that and so when we did lose the power of course we had hot food to eat for a a day or two um so there's a lot of things you can do to kind of minimize the the disadvantages of running out of power, and at least for us, it was more the lack of electricity than anything else. You know, that's the best advice I've heard, and I've never heard anyone say that. It's interesting because I was just down at Safeway getting a card for Jack because his birthday's tomorrow. Um, and they have, when you walk in, the, the coolers are lined up there, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, Costco and some of the others, who knows, you know, people do the rush on some of the big box stores. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but they have the water and the coolers just as you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very good advice is to have the ice. And I did see people buying ice. Well, and, and, the if, coolers. and if the ice is gone, you still have plenty of time right now to fill empty, you know, Gatorade jugs or... Or, or milk jugs or whatever, f- start freezing that stuff in your freezer right now. Good idea. Because that can keep your food cold. Like I said, I'm a bit of a hurricane veteran, unfortunately. No one so. said, I, you have great advice. Just take a, a big empty jar you have, with it and you don't even need a top on it. Nope. And you just fill it with water and put it in your freezer, and then you can have frozen ice that you can put in your refrigerator. That's right. And it, it helps to keep your freezer cold as well. So if you have extra room in your freezer now, start freezing that water and keep it in your freezer. Put some in your refrigerator, because when the power goes down, that will keep your refrigerator like a big ice box, so to speak. I love it. Yeah, so there's, you know, we, we learned great. having lived through this before. And, of course, here in Hawaii, we're not used to major hurricanes, so most people don't have hurricane shutters over their windows and things like that. Right. And, you know, the this, the thing that I would like to tell people is don't bother putting masking tape on your windows. It really doesn't do anything except maybe create a target for a coconut to hit or something <laughs> like that. Seriously, That's it's great. not going to do anything. <laughs> you know, I thank you for that because, you know, I've it's so interesting because I, I was reading all the instructions and a lot of what I saw on the national sites have things like that that make no sense, like shutters, you know. Mm-hmm. How many people have shutters here? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, how many people are going to put tape over their windows and everything? I, so. I saw it the last time we had a hurricane did warning. You? I did. There was a lot of people who put tape on their windows uh, in my neighborhood, and I thought, well, you know, in, in Florida, of course, they have major hurricanes yeah. that come one after the other, and... That was one of the things the hurricane experts there said, you know, told people, listen, if you don't have hurricane shutters, don't bother with the tape on your windows because it doesn't do anything. You have such great advice. I am really, truly impressed. I mean, you're the kind of person I like to have as a friend. (laughs) Um, Let me just give a breakdown of of, uh, different categories. Category one, 74 to 95 miles an hour, is very dangerous winds, which will produce some damage. Category two is 96 to 110 miles per hour, extremely dangerous winds, 
which will cause extensive damage. I think that um, even though it's been higher, I think they we are on, still on the cone edge of it. That's and right. We're not, I don't think we'll see anything more no. than that. You know, we're going to see winds and we will see rain. And um, but that, you know, still, we don't want to take that for, you know, that may, could mean power outages, as you well put. Yes. And and you don't want to get anywhere where there'll be flash flooding because that's flash flooding watch is already out there. Right. So I, I think here on Maui, we should be prepared for a very wet event, but I don't think it's going to be all that windy, to be honest with you. When when the hurricanes come closer to the islands, especially if it comes through the big island, you have Mauna Kea, you have Mauna Loa which tends to take a lot of the power out of that storm. So right. what we ended up what we end up with in in on Maui is uh typically very large rain events. So You're so wise. Well, the reason I invited you in today is you have a great event coming up Saturday and it's still on, right? That's right. And 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 you do these amazing events with Michael Backus, who I just am impressed with to no end. He's a, a very intelligent man who's had a tech background. Left it all because he wrote an amazing book, and, and you give a little of the backstory about Michael Backus, the backstory in Backus. Uh, right. So Michael Backus uh, has always had a lifelong fascination with cannabis, but especially with the medical applications of cannabis. So as a young man, he suffered from intractable um, migraine headaches, and you know he had taken the medications and whatnot, and really didn't find much relief. And somebody told him that cannabis might help him. And so he started experimenting with it, and sure enough, he was able to certainly reduce his headaches to just occasional uh, events that come once in a while. And he was able to do that through microdosages of THC. And he was very curious as to why this worked. Why did it uh, stop his headaches? So he jumped down the medical cannabis rabbit hole and and started uh, researching that. And the result of that was he wrote the top-selling book on Amazon on cannabis. It's called Cannabis Pharmacy. And it explains how cannabis works medicinally. And also talks about um, the various kinds of strains and how to use it and so forth and so on. So it's a bit of a textbook for us at Oh, it's, it's like what, three inches, almost two and a half yes. inches? And, it, it, and it's, it's amazing. It it's is a, amazing. It's like the Bible, right? It is. But the nice thing about Michael is that although he's a researcher and a scientist and all the rest, he's very gifted in the sense that he can explain very complex scientific ideas in very simple ways so that anybody can understand what he's talking about. And that's why Michael's so special. And he's going to be calling in here in just a minute or two. So the event this Saturday sold out for the afternoon, so you added a morning uh, breakfast at 9.30. It's at Lay's Class Act Family Restaurant. That's correct. The Lay's Family Class Act Restaurant. It's upstairs in the Paina building at the University of Hawaii Maui College campus. Uh, We're calling this one Brunch and Learn. $20 for a hot buffet breakfast includes your class materials and the presentation by Michael. And he always ends his presentation with a short Q&A session for people that have questions about medical cannabis. And the deal at $20 for a fabulous lunch there, I love Lay's Class Act Restaurant. It, it, you know, you get the lunch and you get the materials. And uh, that's why, of course, it sold out so quickly. It's an amazing deal. And it's educational. I think Michael's calling in right now. It could be. Aloha. Is this Michael? This is Michael. How are you? Hi, Hi Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's that's Terry and me talking at the same time. <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Well, I'm so glad that Terry Freitas Gorman could come in. 
Um, and she's taught, told me so much about you. I, I, I actually Googled you a few weeks ago, and I, I was fascinated with your background and um, very impressive background. And I think it's wonderful that you have joined forces with Maui Grown Therapy. And um, it's such a great resource to have you come. And you've now done, what, two other events there now? Yeah, I've been to the islands a few times, and I really love Maui in particular. And uh, it's been really enjoyable working with Maui Grown Therapies. They've, um, they've really got their act together. Um, she does. Globally, <laughs> not just locally. I mean, they're really at the top of the heap right now. I totally, I totally agree. I mean, hmm. it, it's, it's like a, it's a class act, isn't it? It really is. It's very easy to work with somebody who kind of really pays attention to the details because it makes it a lot easier for patients to get good advice and good medicine. So why don't, Terry, you talk to them a little bit about why the the coming event and what's going to be talked about this Saturday. Well, um, every time Michael comes, we try to have a different thrust of his presentation, and this time he's going to be speaking on using medical cannabis to manage pain, chronic pain. And uh, Michael is one of the foremost authorities on that topic. So he'll be talking about that as well as uh, people who are using cannabis to wean themselves off of opiate addiction. We've seen at least 30 cases of that at Maui Grown Therapies over this past year. So it's very exciting to see people getting healthier and happier and getting off of prescription drugs. Oh, because it, it's, it's an epidemic. It's just terrible. If there's a solution, I mean, that's um, an amazing solution and help to the world, right? Yeah. What kind of work have you seen and done on this, Michael? Well, I mean, I basically started working with a group of academic researchers at universities around the world about six years ago. Um, and the growing body of evidence, uh, that cannabis can be used effectively to um, help manage symptoms related to pain is growing and growing. In fact, the uh, National Academies of Medicine released a uh, report um, and review of uh, the efficacy of cannabis for various uh, medical symptoms. And uh, one of the ones that was at the very top of the list was uh, the use of pain. Um, increasingly now, people are getting interested in using it as an adjunct to um, opioids um, for a couple of reasons. One is, is that it can reduce the amount of um, opiate medications needed to treat. Um, and also, there are certain um, compounds produced by certain varieties of cannabis that may even be helpful in uh, reducing some of the symptoms um, associated with uh, coming off opiate medications. So when when you when you were working with this and when you see this happening too as well, Terry at Maui Grown Therapy, um, what are the the tinctures or what are, what's is there a formula you found that that works best because there's so many choices and that's why you're doing these educational events is there's so many choices it can be confusing. It can be confusing, and I'm going to let Michael uh, answer that question because in my perspective it seems to be a matter of choice. Uh, however, Michael, if you'd like to chime in on tinctures versus vaporization versus uh, smoking cannabis flower, et cetera, et cetera, I'm going to turn that over to you. Typically, um, if somebody's using um, cannabis to treat symptoms of pain, um, they're looking for um, as close to as immediate a relief as they can get. And therefore, that's why um, you know, uh, inhaled cannabis medicine uh, uh, what we recommend typically is vaporization, 
um, is probably the, the, the fastest acting. Um, if you're talking about uh, reducing symptoms related to um, opioid dependency, um, we kind of narrow that down to um, using uh, CBD, uh, which is a compound produced by certain varieties of cannabis, and it's non-intoxicating. There's no high associated with it. And what it does is it seems to interfere with some of the reward mechanisms that are associated with, um, with addiction. And so um, and I think the, the evidence is still reasonably preliminary, but it's pointing in the direction that, that CBD may actually um, be a, a terrific medication because of its lack of side effects in uh, treating some of the symptoms of um, opioid dependency. Now, you just used a term which I love, but I don't understand all the way. I mean, just the idea, you said the reward, uh, uh, the reward, what is it? They use the word reward. Uh, so um, a, lot of, a lot of drugs, whether they're opioids or uh, nicotine and, and tobacco, um, alcohol, a lot, of, a lot of drugs have the side effect of, of triggering a reward mechanism that makes the experience of doing the drugs pleasurable first. And the thing that's interesting about CBD is it can kind of damp down that mechanism a little bit so that the compulsion to take the drug again because of the pleasure that was received from the drug is reduced. And so that's a good I mean, this is a fascinating thought to me because it, 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 it addresses addiction, I think, at its cause, is that a lot of times people do like that reward. I mean, obviously, you're smoking and other things as well. There's this reward feeling they get, which is part of addiction. I mean, obviously, with food, there's that reward. Uh, but I don't know if cannabis will solve that or not. But, but well, I mean, actually, actually, CBD, um, CBD. Uh, THC definitely increases that. But um, uh, the great thing about CBD is it has a tendency to slightly reduce appetite. And the thing is, this is a, there's not a cure for opiate addiction, and it shouldn't be presented as such. Yeah. But what it can do is it can help, uh, to some degree, deal with one of the key symptoms associated with uh, opiate dependency. So it's, it's potentially a big deal. Can you explain for everyone the difference? And I know you, I think you just did a talk on this, the difference between CBD oils, cannabis, and things that, I mean, Terry also knows about this. It can be, again, confused, and people need to know that the differences between the two, between cannabis and CBD oils. Well, right. So, so cannabis is a very complex plant. It produces a lot of different compounds. And in nature, um, in you know, fields of cannabis that used to you know, grow out in the wild, it produced pretty much equal amounts of, of CBD and THC. And what happened was is that with cannabis prohibition, what happened is that balance got upset and you started to see more THC being produced by these plants because people were choosing which plants to grow mm. based on their ability to produce THC. Mm. A few years ago, you started to get really interested in CBD because it's not intoxicating, and so you saw it kind of return and become more available to patients. What we're finding out today is that often for many patients, a combination of THC and CBD it can be the most effective medicine. And what's interesting is that's kind of reflected by what the plant does in nature. To me, this is fascinating. i got to bring up a question that deals with economics. Um, as we're seeing more states go legal, um, it seems like more and more people are growing things, but it also it seems like the prices 
Um, are they getting higher or lower because of the fact that it's gone commercial? Dramatically lower, and that's going to continue. And in every state that's legalized so far, uh, you've seen an initial spike while the market kind of adjusts to the to all of the regulations and the costs of those regulations. Interesting. And the next thing that happens is the price starts to drop dramatically because one of the reasons that cannabis has always cost a lot on the black market is, is that there is what they call a risk premium associated with selling cannabis illegally. And when that goes away, the cost drops because the cost of production of cannabis, even high-quality cannabis, um, it, uh, can be pretty reasonable if it's done in a regulated environment rather than an illicit market. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll turn to Terry here because it took um, a lot, years of work to actually facilitate um, all the requirements needed to make sure all the plants were completely pesticide-free and and healthy and, and safe. And can you explain the process you went through at Maui Grown Therapy? Sure. So Hawaii was one of the first states to legalize medicinal use of cannabis back in 2000, but it was a grow-your-own scheme. So patients had the ability to grow seven plants for their own personal use. In 2015, the legislators realized there was a need for dispensaries. Um, A number of people were not successful in growing their plants, but also there was a demand for other types of derivative products made from cannabis, like the tinctures, the capsules, the serums, and, and those types of products. So uh, in Hawaii, the medical cannabis dispensary law was passed in 2015, and here we are three years later, and it's taken us almost this amount of time to get the dispensaries up and running, to get uh, labs that are uh, capable of testing according to the very high standards that ho- that the state of Hawaii has for uh, passable cannabis, uh, cannabis that's free of heavy metals, any kind of pesticides, mycotoxins, any kind of um, contaminants that may be in the plant. So it's been a process. um, And in fact, two of the dispensaries on the island of Hawaii are yet to open. Really? Um, They are having, yeah, they've really had a lot of uh, challenges with the county government over on Hawaii Island. Um, luckily, we were very fortunate to work closely with the county of Maui. Maui Grown Therapies was the first licensed dispensary to open in the state. We opened last year on August 8th. We conducted the first legal sale of cannabis in the history of the Hawaiian Islands, which was very exciting. But but we're getting there now. The labs are working. We're in a rhythm. Um, you know, our, our our growing methods are improving and so forth. And Michael's out here almost every month to work with our team. Well, I just want to give kudos to Michael. And also, you have some very impressive board members. We do. We have a science and medical advisory board that is chaired by uh, Andrew Wild, medical doctor who's largely considered to be the father of integrative medicine here in the United States. And he's supported with... Uh, a number of um, very esteemed physicians and researchers, Michael Bacchus being one of them. Um, But in addition to that, Michael is our curriculum and training advisor, and he trained our entire staff, came to Maui, spent quite a bit of time with us, made sure that everybody who works in the dispensary really had a good understanding and respect for using cannabis medicinally. Last time we talked, Michael... um you talked about how there was a need for uh, doctors, enough doctors to be understanding and trained and certified to be able to be um, certifying the use. Because right now, Kaiser, 
um, cannot. You have to go to um, some of the doctors. And I don't know, how many doctors are certified here from Maui now, three or four? Uh, no, actually, we have about 48 certifying oh my gosh, professionals that's grown on the island. Absolutely. Wow. And uh, we have a number that are very interested in becoming certifying professionals. Wow. So we, we think we're going to be over 60 certifying medical professionals uh, wow. on Maui soon. And you'll have information about that Saturday. Now, Michael... You're going to have a long day Saturday. When do you when do you get out here to the island? Um, I'm coming out on uh, Friday, so it should be exciting. Matter of fact, one of the things I may add to my class is uh, how to manage weather related anxiety <laughs> with CBD. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, I put out a book. I have to make sure you get one. How to fly with less stress. But I had not even thought of that, and I didn't put that. I'm going to have to do another whole book on it. You know, maybe you can help <laughs> me with that, because there is a lot of anxiety. I, I tell people to meditate and, you know, do the breathing exercises and relaxation and, and body exercises, but I had never even considered that. Did, did that happen to you on a bad flight one time? <laughs> oh, no, actually, I was uh, I happened to be visiting Kauai during Jurassic Park for Iniki, so I got a little taste of it up close and personal. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Well, um, not only did your, your I mean, it seems like all the events are pretty much sold out. Your 1 o'clock event this Saturday sold out. So um, Terry asked you to do double duty this Saturday. I know. That's great. I mean, the truth is, I, I really, really like interacting with people in Maui. I mean, it's just a really, really interesting island with very, very interesting people. So I always get really, really good and kind of probing questions. So uh, it's a challenge, but it's super, super fun. So that's why I like it. Well, it, it is important, and I have to. I, Terry's nodding her head here, <laughs> so so she knows that. I mean that she's seen that. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, Michael's one o'clock lunch and learn session sold out uh, Sunday afternoon. We put the brunch and learn the morning session went on sale Sunday afternoon. And it's almost half sold out already. So if anybody out there is listening and interested in attending this session. Please go to cannabisbrunchandlearn.eventbrite.com and don't delay. I am positive this one will also sell out prior to Saturday. And just in case people are driving, and a lot of people are, um, people are scrambling around here, Michael, right now because of the hurricane. Uh, it's Cannabis Brunch and Learn. Right. So remember, cannabisbrunchandlearn.eventbrite.com. Um, yeah, the other, the one o'clock sold out, so this one is on its way to, and I think it's great that you're doing a, a breakfast. Some people that will love that, doing a breakfast, same location. Yep. Lay's Class Act Family Restaurant or Family? Yeah. Right, the Lay's Family Lay's Class, Class Act, Act Restaurant. Restaurant. It's in the Paina Building at UH Maui College. We start at 930 in the morning, and I know Maui tends to be an early morning type community. Yes. So yeah. for those of you who are up at 6, you know, come on out. Um, but please get your ticket first. We don't have the capacity to sell tickets at the door. And what are you going to be talking about this Saturday, Michael? I mean, it's really going to be focused on, on the use of cannabis with pain. But also, I mean, I know people have a lot of different questions that are kind of burning about the use of cannabis as a medicine. So we'll have time to address a wide range of questions. And I'm kind of focusing on making sure that people have absolutely no experience with cannabis whatsoever will kind of be onboarded easily. Um, but also, um, I'll also address a few of the more advanced topics that people who've been using cannabis for a while as a medicine, um, you know, some of the things they may not really be aware of. Them, so, well, and 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 there's so many ways it's still being, and you're one of the forefront people exploring the ways to use it and what is the proper way to use it and what's the right way. 
to use particular choices. I mean, we talked last time about epilepsy, and it was it was about a month ago, I guess, where England finally um, broke their policy of not uh, prescribing it. But there was a 12-year-old boy, I believe it was, or maybe younger, with epilepsy, and and he was it, it worked. I mean, it, it cured his seizures, and and so they allowed um, that to be used because why not? Because you know here it's working, and nothing else was working for him, right? Right. So Mike Michael has been involved in the development of Epidiolex over in the UK, so he's probably a great person to talk about this. Yeah. Well, actually, I worked with somebody who was very involved with it, so it was more uh, guilt by association. Um, yeah, it's kind of like saying because I went to a like a Packers football game, I quarterback the Packers. In fact, I did. <laughs> but but that is being explored, and I continue to hear about people with rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis and with cancer um, uh, using it for treatment and everything from like also keeping you able to function when you have chemotherapy. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's a fantastic um, adjunct to chemotherapy for some of the the tougher. Um, sorts of nausea that those patients face. Um, the evidence is still being accumulated whether or not um, cannabis is going to prove to be an effective treatment for cancer because the truth is cancer isn't one disease. It's a lot of different kinds of diseases. And mm-hmm. so what will happen is at the end of the day, it looks like cannabis will be very effective uh, in the treatment of some types of cancer. But it, you need a little bit more evidence to be you know, certain about that. Well, we're going to wind down the show, and I really appreciate you taking the time to call in, Michael, and I wish you a, 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 su- a smooth and easy and non-delayed flight, <laughs> okay? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to visiting the islands this weekend. So. A, big, a, a big aloha and a mahalo for all the work you're doing on this. We appreciate it. Aloha and mahalo to you, too. It's great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Michael. Well, um, in the minute or 45 seconds we have left, I'm just going to remind people some of the details here and, and all the great advice that Terry gave. I appreciate all her advice. Um, but, you know, just to be prepared, but not to panic on these things, you know. Uh, we're looking at hurricane um, watch going on, a flood watch going on. Um, there will be some high winds, so uh, be prepared. Don't forget you can go to MauiCounty.gov slash emergency for information. Um, Don't forget to watch out and take care of your pets. Don't let them run around wild and outside because you may have them lost easily in the situation. And the number to call for Maui Electric, 871-7777 if you lose power. That's all the time we have, and I appreciate you coming in, Terry. A big aloha to everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. My pleasure.